This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. We have very important news for you. If you or a loved one are living with diabetes, and I am talking about a million and a half people in Ontario alone. So a number of the most common drugs used to control blood sugar have been recalled. They are drugs that contain metformin, which is a very common diabetes drug. The recall is because of concerns that they contain an impurity that could be potentially cancerous. The compound is known as NDN. MA, and it's an organic compound that was found in large quantities in these medications, levels that were too high, according to the government, and could be carcinogenic, though in small levels, they apparently are not harmful. And if you'll recall, last year, a number of heart drugs were recalled for the very same reason. So what do you need to know if you need these medicines? I'm giving the numbers out because we have the right people to ask here. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'd like to welcome family physician Dr. Iris Gorfinkel in studio and on the line pharmacist Dean Miller. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Libby. Hi, Libby. Hi, Dean. Let's start with you, Dean. So uh, according to the recall, it's some metformin uh, compilations. Uh, so do you know how much of the total metformin supply this affects? Yeah, right, right now, Liddy, it's, uh, it's, it's very small and it's, uh, and it's really isolated to two companies. Now, these are fairly significant companies and, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that sh- everybody should know is, you know, one of the metformin products is the extended release uh, product, which isn't used all that much. And the company uh, that just got the most recent recall, which was uh, uh, late Monday, was uh, a company that has that manufactures the metformin, the regular one that everybody that you were saying, you know, very commonly used. Um, now, if that starts to expand, and typically these things, it you know, that's just the way it goes. You know, it starts with one company and uh, it it moves from there. Um, this could be probably. Okay, you know, things go the way I think they might. It could be the biggest uh, recall that we've seen in pharmacy in many, many a year. Oh, my goodness. Okay, L- let's just go over. So if people are listening, they can go to their medicine cabinets and check. So what I have is 500 milligram tablets by Ranbaxy Pharmaceuticals. Yes, that's, that's, that's included. Yeah. And 500 milligram tablets by Apotex. Yes, there's actually, you know what, there's actually more than that. Okay, can uh, you give us some of the names so people will know what to check well, for? Well, you, know, you, you you've highlighted the two companies, um, um, but there's different strengths. So there's, you know, 500 milligrams, as you mentioned, there's actually an 850 milligram by Randaxi that's being recalled as well. And uh, like I said, with Apotex, 
Um, it's the 500 milligram, but the extended release tablet only for now. And the key word there is for now, um, because these things typically gather momentum over time. Okay, that means they're looking at, at other brands. Yeah, well, and in fact, in fact, every manufacturer uh, of metformin across this country has been asked to submit uh, back to Health Canada sort of their plans, you know, where, where the product was manufactured, how it was manufactured, um, and, and we, we are awaiting results uh, today here uh, this week. That was just earlier on this week that they were asked to do that. Okay, because uh, some of that recall is from yesterday. Iris, uh, how many of your patients have diabetes and are being treated with metformin, and what does that mean in your practice? We have a huge population of diabetics within the practice, and although I couldn't tell you an exact number, it probably represents around 10% of the practice, which is hundreds of patients, um, and it's very concerning. Considering that 80 to 90% of active pharmaceutical ingredients originate in China, So consider that for a moment, and that when we have, in fact, looked at recalls before, they were recalls of entire categories of compounds. So I don't know how many of you had been on Valsartan. Valsartan was recalled for the same reason. We saw a similar thing with ranitidine, which is one of the most common drugs. You can purchase that over the counter to control heartburn and ulcers. And now we're seeing it for metformin. But to be fair, for those of you who are taking it, we are not asking you to stop the medication cold turkey. And in fact, Health Canada has looked at the amounts and then said it just like in a lifetime of taking it, if you take it for a lifetime, it just exceeds the amount that's recommended. So a small amount of this is actually considered acceptable, but they're exceeding that amount. So this is not like oh my gosh, it's an emergency, stop it immediately. It's not like that. But if we have substitutions that we can make, we want to make them. The hard thing about it for me as a family doctor is that metformin is a first-line drug. So what do I do? You know, of course, I attend to the lifestyle factors for patients who are diabetics, you know, including looking at their diet, making sure they're doing their proper exercise, because that matters a lot in diabetes. But the first-line drug is actually metformin. Uh, Dean, uh, what are possible substitutions for this, as far as you know? Wow. Well, wow. We could, uh, Dr. Gorfinkel probably has her own uh, uh, favorites that, that, that she uses, but uh, the immenseness of, of, of alternative products is, is, is huge. Um, I think, Lily, it's probably important to know right now there's no shortage of metformin. Like there, there hasn't really been a, a shortage that we've seen at the pharmacy level yet. I mean, but that's going to depend on the, how this recall rolls out, right? So if it gets bigger and more companies are involved, it's going to get bigger and a potential shortage could exist. But right now, metformin is still readily available. You know, other companies, different lot numbers, you know, because again, we talked about Ranbaxy, we talked about Apotex, but you know, those are specific lot numbers within those companies as well. But Dean, again, I have a question for you as a family doctor. What sure. percentage of the metformin that's out there is relating to these companies that have been recalled? Yeah, it's a great, uh, a great question, Doctor Gorfinkel. Like the uh, the Ranbaxy brand of metformin, the one that's most commonly used, the five hundred milligram regular uh, release tablet. I wouldn't call it. The, the biggest or, or holding the biggest market share. Um, 
you know, other, other companies certainly have, um, you know, a bigger market share. And because this medication has been around for so long, everybody uses the generic product. I mean, uh, Glucophage, which was the old brand name, I think is, that would be a rarity if anyone ever saw that. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, but you're not being, actually sure of the percentage of the drugs. Yeah, no, no I mean, in my, own, in my own company, Randaxi, you know, holds about probably 5% of the market share. But, but, uh, you know, uh, again, there's other, other manufacturers we use that hold a very significant uh, share of the Canadian marketplace. Okay. Let's take a call from Robert in Cambridge. Hi, Robert. Good afternoon. You're on the air. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I was just calling in, in regards to the metformin. Uh, back in 2001, I had a heart open heart bypass done, and I am a diabetic too, and I've been on metformin since that time, and the, the doctor recommended it for, for my diabetes, as well as uh, Alzheimer's disease. Okay. And I was just making my comment. Um, that's all. And I I'm, I'm, was just concerned that maybe uh, I should check with my family doctor in regards to the metformin. Thank you so much for your call, Robert. Just a couple of points on that. First, I would check with a pharmacist to see if the brand of metformin you're taking is, is affected by the current recall. It's not a given that you're on a metformin that's particularly dangerous. And secondly, because you're such a high-risk patient, you know, having had that type of heart problem in the past, that places you at the highest risk category of having it again. You certainly should not stop your metformin. You should continue with that and then just seek the medical advice to see if they would recommend a substitution. Remember, there's no fire burning with us. It's just a question of can we do better? Okay, great. Thank you very much for your information, and I will check with my doctor. Okay, thank you, Robert, for your call. Let me give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about the government's recall of some metformin drugs. Right now, the recall is small, but it could get bigger. And I am reminded... Uh, that when they had the recall of Zantac, ranitidine, right? So that was, re- first it started as a voluntary recall. Then it was a recall. Then they said, you have to take something else. It's over, if you're over the counter, it's Pepsid. And I know because I use that sometimes. And uh, at first, okay, you go and you buy a, bo- a box of Pepsid. But then when that runs out, then it was impossible to find on the counter Pepsid because it was a shortage. So uh, here again, Dean, I, I want uh, to help people avoid that situation if it sounds like that's what you expect coming. You know, Libby, I've been a pharmacist for a long time, and every recall I've ever seen starts exactly how you described. And, you know, just to give some context for everybody that's listening, we're just now starting to get ranitidine back. And as you know, it was a, a, a very broad recall that, you know, not only impacted ranitidine, but Pepsid or famotidine as well. And that was months ago, and we're just starting to get the pro- product back Oh, now. you're getting it back. back. Okay, good to know. Yeah, just, just, just. 
trickling in. Let's put it that way. So we're expecting to kind of be back, uh, uh, back in business with ranitidine within the next uh, two to four weeks. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: Was it the same problem in the ranitidine too? Yeah, as Dr. Garfinkel uh, talked about, you know, this NDMA, you know, was the issue with the Valsartan yep. drugs and the certain drugs and also with ranitidine and now with metformin. So there's obviously, uh, you know, a root problem here that originates, you know, overseas with the active ingredients. So. You know, there are several problems, challenges that Health Canada faces when trying to oversee manufacturing processes in, co- in a country like China. Given that 80 to 90 percent of active pharmaceutical ingredients originate in China, I ask you to consider Health Canada's challenge, cultural challenges, language challenges, barriers in terms of how they're expected to do their inspections. So it's it's difficult. Uh, and let me veer off into another direction. We're, we're going to be talking about some of the ramifications of COVID-19 in our next segment. But, uh, you know, I, I would imagine that uh, pharmaceutical production is not up to speed in China. They've locked down so many millions of people. Dean, do you have any anything on that? Well, uh, you know, there's there's really two main sources worldwide. One is China. Uh, one is India. Um, and that is very dependent on the, on the manufacturer. You know, I mean, the two companies we mentioned, Apotex and Renbaxi, Renbaxi is an Indian company. Uh, Apotex is a Canadian company, but, you know, over, over time, a lot of that production has migrated overseas. Um, Apotex does a lot of theirs in, based in India. Uh, but Dr. Gorfinkel's right. Uh, a lot of it is done in China. Yeah, what I was discussing, there's two separate issues. One is where generics are manufactured, which is largely China and India. But the other issue is where is the active pharmaceutical ingredient originating? That's largely in China. China has actually met its goal in becoming the pharmacy to the world in the sense that they are the chief manufacturer of active pharmaceutical ingredients. Okay, let's take a call from Gail in Mississauga. Hi, Gail. Oh, hi, Libby. Uh, I was just calling about the metformin. Yep. Uh, because I I have been in it uh, on it since two thousand and three. Okay. And coincidentally, I had an appointment with my doctor this morning for a prescription renewal for metformin, and I spoke to him about it, but he didn't have much to say. He said, "I don't listen to news or read news. I read medical journals." And I'm left, that's that's unfortunate because this yes. recall came yesterday, and that's why exactly. we are talking about it today. That's what I said to him. I said, have you not heard the news? I said, it's everywhere. He said, yes, it's news. He said, but I read medical journals. So I said, so where does that leave me? That's you a know. very good question. I hang my head in shame as a family doctor, and I eat humble pie as I hear this. In truth, yeah. the first time I heard of it, and I'm just telling you straight, was when Zoomer Radio called me this morning and said, can you do a story on this? And the fact of the matter is, I've read the reports now, and now I understand it, but it's one drug and a line of a few drugs that have been called for the, recalled for the same reason. And, and, yeah. and so here, here's what I would recommend to you, Gail, and I have yeah. better experts. Call your pharmacy and yeah. see if your brand of metformin is on the recall list. But the other thing, as Dean was saying, and as we have learned with those other recalls, be prepared that even if it's not on the recall list, 
now, it might be next week. And, and uh, exactly. if your doctor doesn't follow the news, you yeah. should, and, and you are. That's yeah. the thing. I, and I think the way to look at this is no one person can possibly know it all. And no. I, I just share with you, I yeah. certainly will eat the humble pie and be the first one to do it. Yeah. I think yeah. what we have to do is we're talking about a team approach here. Pharmacist, yeah. physician, yeah. patient. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so what um, my husband suggested that I talk to the pharmacist to see if this drug is one of them. Yes, you know, abso- my, absolutely. Yeah. But again, uh, be prepared that even if it's not, it may get on that list yes. very yeah. soon. Okay, um, here, Susan and Hamilton had a very different experience. Hi, Susan. Hi. Uh, so you're saying that your doctor just took you off a certain brand of metformin? Yeah, he took me off metformin, but I don't know the brand, but it, it's, it's, it's a white pill, and I, I was taking half a dose in the morning and half at 4 o'clock. And, and we were finding that my, my sugars were not working properly, my sugars were dropping really low. It sounds to me like your doctor was more worried about hypoglycemia, which is not a common side effect of metformin, by the way. Metformin is, is loved for that reason because it generally does not cause hypoglycemia. But maybe in your case, that's what it was. It doesn't sound like it was the recall that caused your doctor to stop that drug. Yeah, but I just heard it on, on I'm listening to you guys right now, so I just heard it on the radio. So that's good maybe that I, I, he has stopped me on it if it's going to be recalled. Yeah, that said, uh, short-term dosing is unlikely to result in harm. Health Canada's warning refers to patients taking it over many, many years. So we actually don't know the amount of the carcinogen. That's not spelled out to us as doctors, nor do we know the exact impact of it in terms of true cancer risk. Um, Okay. So we'll keep our ear to the ground and hope for better information. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Libby, Libby, I think it's, you know, we're pretty lucky as pharmacists. We usually get a heads up. Yeah. You know, before everybody else, the manufacturers and whatnot. And, you know, we've talked already about how these things usually go. And, and the way they usually go is they build over time. So, you know, I'm, I'm expecting that this is going to get broader, uh, as the weeks go by. So, you know, anyone on metformin, uh, you know, even before you go to the, your, your doctor, you might want to just stop in your, your pharmacy, uh, pretty accessible and just see, you know, hey, what's the latest? Just say to the pharmacist, what's the latest on metformin? Do I have any, uh, anything to be worried about right now? Has my, is my product impacted? And uh, the answer may be no, but, uh, uh, a week from now, the answer may be yes. Uh, let me ask you this because we did not follow up on this. How did things shake out with the Valsartan recall? Is there now safe Valsartan or, cause there were shortages and, and people were having trouble getting their medicine? Well, there's, there's definitely still shortages, uh, for sure. I mean, the, uh, you know, um, the lots and whatnot that were impacted are long gone and long recalled, but uh, certainly uh, the shortage is never being corrected, and that's a that's another issue entirely. That you know, there's when when these type of things happen like this, um, it takes manufacturers months to uh, to ramp up again and get safe product back out on the market by the time, you know, the recall happens and safety procedures are checked and changed and, and you know, new product is, is, is being produced, which is, you know, like I said with ranitidine, I think it's probably about, what, about four or five months ago that, yeah. that the, the recall happened and we're just getting product now. Let me ask you this, because 
I'm totally a, a, you know, a civilian here, but there's one common element with all these recalls. Has it been figured out how to stop this from happening in all these drugs? Is that research underway? I mean, obviously there's, it's, it's one thing. It's this NDMA that gets out of control when you're making drugs. I know that we deal a lot with, we have a number of partners within uh, the pharmacy world and uh, uh, I was just at a conference by Apotex, one of the companies involved here, where, you know, it was nice to hear that, you know, they've taken a pretty critical look at, at their operations overseas. And in fact, uh, you know, um, as you drive down the 407, you see that big Apotex plant uh, at about the 427 and, and they've, they've, they've told or they've, you know, said that, you know, we're looking, we're looking at new options back in Canada. So, uh, you know, that means that they're taking a serious look at the problem. And uh, I don't, I can't honestly say whether this NDMA issue has been corrected overseas. It, it appears that it hasn't with the, the, the actions of Health Canada over the last I couple of days. That but Health Canada, Health Canada can look at only about 10% of the drugs that are manufactured. And that's probably a generous number. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration in the United States, they're looking at about 20%. And that's considered a pretty sizable number. Understand, this is in China. So China managed to gain a strong foothold in the pharmaceutical industry by practices that basically flooded the market with cheap drugs. And then when it pushed the competition out, it was able to raise the prices. And that's essentially how China became the pharmacy to the world. Uh, okay. Uh, but, but here again is my question. So, Dean, you're saying that the ranitidine is coming back on the market. Right. So if this ranitidine is clean, uh, surely somebody must have figured out how to make it clean. I mean, is that, isn't that something that would be shared among the entire industry if you're having this one problem in all kinds of drugs? Yeah, no, a hundred, a very valid question, Libby. Uh, you know, the, the complexities of who makes this and as Dr. Gorfinkel said, you know, where the active ingredient actually originates, where it's manufactured, you know, then it comes over to Canada and it, you know, it, it goes through our, our, our system here of distribution out to pharmacies and ultimately to patients. The entire you know, system is smoke and mirrors, actually. It's very difficult because you have the active Let- pharmaceutical ingredient. You have the capsule, you have the packaging, you have the packaging of the packaging, and they can all be in different places. And there is no common standard as to de- to determine where is my drug actually made. Uh, Dean, sorry, you were you were saying so, yeah, yeah, no, uh, you know, it it, it is complex. Um, my understanding is that, and and again, it's only based upon a few of the companies that I know of. Uh, that have actually taken some some pretty drastic action to ensure that their supply uh, is clean, not only for these drugs, but others as well. Um, you know, the pharmaceutical industry in Canada, um, you know, is, is pretty sound. Uh, and I, I would think that changes will go into place just because of, you know, the tradition and, and uh, in Canada here of, of having, you know, a very clean drug supply. I can't imagine it. No, this, I, I mean, I, I get that, but I, what this, I don't this get... This falls under the purview what? of Health Canada. Health Canada's whole, like, part of the reason it, it exists yeah. is to make sure that the drugs we take are safe and reliable. Uh, right. No, but what I'm getting at is, is 
why haven't hasn't someone figured out this problem? And if we're getting new supplies of the drug, then surely someone has figured out the problem. What am I missing here, Dean? Well, you know, I as I said, Libby, I'll probably go back to that. I think some of some of uh, some of our industry has figured it out. Others are adjusting. I wouldn't be a bit surprised on some of this product that it was in the pipeline, as Dr. Gorfinkel said, you know, and, and it's just coming out now because the process is so long um, and it takes so long. More than likely, this metformin was probably manufactured at some point in 2019 and it's just sort of hitting the, hitting the markets now uh, versus actual kind of fresh product, which we, we would probably see in the case of something like ranitidine. I think part of the answer is that Health Canada looks at one drug at a time. They don't look at the pharmaceutical Yeah, but they, they, they don't look at what the manufacturing problem would have been. Is the problem, I'm, uh, uh, we need, I'm going to take a, a call from Maggie in a, in a minute, but uh, is the problem that uh, pharmaceutical companies compete and don't share information? I'm not looking at, at the Health Canada looks at it. I'm looking at the people making this drug. Surely it's twigged. They have a problem uh, and it affects a whole bunch of different drugs. I mean, surely somebody is. Presumably it's a problem within the manufacturing process itself. And Health Canada's job is to make sure that 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 they are doing the work they should be doing. Now, can they look at it with every single drug and make sure that every that, practice That's not is what there? I'm asking, oh, Dean. I'm yeah, I, I, again, I, I think, um, uh, I, I don't know the answer to your question, actually, Libby, but, but I, I, you know, do they share information? Yeah, I mean, I think in the essence of healthcare, they do. Um, but, you're right. It's a super competitive market and they all fight for market share. And, you know, as unfortunate as it, as it sounds, um, the patient at the end of the day might be the one that's suffering here because information wasn't shared that probably should have been shared in the essence of good health care versus uh, competitive business reasons. Okay, let's just take a call from Maggie in Texas. Hi, Maggie. Good morning. Um, I was listening to the show about the Matt Foreman and we're currently in Texas for the winter and we have all our medications made up at the drugstore before we leave. My husband gets those bubble packs and he takes two 500s in the morning and two 500s in the evening of metformin. And he also has insulin, but... Um, like because we're away, is that going to be okay that he's going to be um, still taking them till April? Well, you have to check to see if yours is recalled. Uh, so you recommend I phone the drugstore at home to see what brand they gave him and if it is under recall. Yep, that's what I recommend. <laughs> you know okay. what, and I would I would also add, Liddy, that yep. if it does need to be switched, that 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 um, uh, the caller ask, you know, for the pharmacist to put a note in there or something, because quite often, uh, you know, mailing stuff across international borders, it, it gets stopped and, and they inspect it. But, uh, you know, you want to make sure that it gets to, to you, um, uh, you know, unscathed or unopened or it isn't returned back to the pharmacy. Cause often when we send stuff, you know, across into the United States or Great Britain, you know, 
we as pharmacists, we end up getting the medication back because, uh, you know, border security has, has, has uh, confiscated it because it's really not a practice that we should be doing. That said, uh, Maggie, I would advise that if your husband not stop the drug without the advice of the family doctor, because it sounds like he has pretty, he may have pretty brittle diabetes. So here yeah. we're trying to weigh out the potential of harm of stopping a drug, which is an essential drug, versus the potential of harm that comes from this contaminant that was found. Understand, Health Canada is saying it is a lifetime. Over a lifetime, it exceeded the amount that, of the carcinogen that they would want. So in truth, how much would another month or two make? Probably not that much of a difference. So just if there is trouble there, you don't want to stop an essential drug. Wait, if you can't get it and you don't have an option, he should continue the drug and then, you know, seek help when you return. Okay, that sounds like good advice. Maggie, thanks for your call. Thank you. Have fun in the sunshine. Uh, Okay, people, we're out of time on this segment. Uh, Free for All Friday is coming up tomorrow, but I'm not a pharmacist or a doctor. So, uh, So thank you so much, Dean Miller and Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. And uh, I suspect we're going to have to be following up on this. Appreciate your input. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Liddy. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.